1: Hey guys, good morning
0: and welcome to this next iced coffee date. Um, I have a great topic today, but first just want to give a shout out for a birthday promotion um, that is starting on Friday. It's going to be a flash sale running Friday through Monday, um, but there's a theme of turning 41 on Saturday. So keep a lookout for a really good discount on all of my fitness programs, all of my nutrition programs. So if you're not on my email list, make sure you are because it will share all the details of what is happening for those days. So if you've been waiting to get a hold of Strong Made Simple, Strong Made Simple 2.0, my reverse dieting course, my Fat Loss Accelerator fitness program, that one kind of goes under the radar a little bit just because um, it was one of my first programs and Strong makes Simple is like the program. <laughs> Everybody like loves it. Um, but yeah, all those things might be on sale for 41% off. So definitely keep your eyes and ears open for that. So starting on Friday. So today's topic was inspired by my mentorship lady. So there's a carrots and cake lifestyle membership group where um, we have workouts and we have office hours and we have a portal of all sorts of resources and monthly content. Um, The office hours are probably the most um, resourceful, (laughs) I don't know if that was a resourceful resource, (laughs) sorry, Uh, one of those mornings, but probably the most helpful to our clients. or our members um, and those are basically like weekly and bi-weekly zoom calls where you can hop on with one of the coaches on our team so me um, as well as the other coaches on our team and you can ask them whatever question you want. I mean, you can have them look at your macros. You can have them give you advice as far as what you're doing. You can get a little pep talk from them. And then other women from the group jump on too. So it's a nice way to um, meet other women who are going through similar things. I feel like we have a lot of moms with like little kids and um, women who are into fitness and CrossFit and things like that. So it's been like a really nice place to um, connect with other women and I just love the women that are in there. We do weekly goals every week, Um, but anyways, long story short, a number of these women had gone. Another, I cannot talk today, guys. A number of these women had gone through my mentorship and then they um, joined the um, membership group afterwards. So a lot of them have gone through the periodization. They've learned how to properly, quote unquote, diet um, and have planned out their nutrition. So many of them have been reverse dieting because a lot of them were under eating and then maintaining. Um, so up next is a cut. So the traditional diet where you are cutting calories. Um, so this video um, is very much inspired by them, and it took me like a, a solid three minutes to get to the point of what this video is gonna be all about. Um, but it is 14 ways to make a cut easier. Um, definitely had them in mind as they are preparing for their cuts. A lot of them are doing it after summer, which I think is probably a good idea, and I will talk about um, timing and whatnot. Um, but I just thought this would be a really helpful way to give you strategic, tips and tricks and ideas for just making the whole process easier Um, because that's the thing about a cut I mean it should not be miserable you shouldn't be suffering through it Um, but at the same time it does require some sort of planning and effort if you want to have the best results and I think that's where a lot of women make a mistake that they just go on a diet you know what I mean they're just like I'm just gonna cut some calories and exercise more and they don't really have a plan Um, and then also the big the other big mistake is Dieting and dieting and dieting and always being on a diet and really like you should be on a diet Maybe once a year like maybe one cut for the whole year Maybe you could squeeze in two depending on like how short you're making the cuts and your reverse and you, you got to like plan it all out That's basically the point um, And of course I love using macros as a way to help plan and help give you data as far as what you were doing um, in the calorie consumption department because again like macros they can be the best thing in the world because you don't have to exclude any food from your diet. You can really have everything that you want. It's basically like balancing your bank account. But there are so many people out there that abuse them, that just don't use them in the right way. So it's all about using macros as data and use them in a way that really works for you to help you get those results. So. I'll mention macros a few times in here, here and there. Um, but the last thing I'm going to mention before diving into this is really for a cut at the end of the day, being in a calorie deficit is key, and that's why macros are so helpful as far as giving you the data, knowing how much you are consuming, so that you are truly in a calorie deficit, because that is the most important part of a cut. Um, I'd also kind of rope in there, making sure you know your hormones and your thyroid and everything are happy and healthy, um, but. I would say the calorie deficit is definitely important. Okay, so let's dive into it. 14 ways, let's see if we can do this (laughs) somewhat succinctly. I have a lot to say about this, guys. All right. And then also, I do have a post in my feed. Um, I'm gonna post it after I share this. um, That summarizes all of this. So check it out, save it, and then definitely um, reference it when you decide to do your cut, or listen to this episode um, down the road when you're ready to cut. Okay, so number one is ask yourself is this a good time to cut Um, and this is kind of what I was mentioning that like a lot of women just dive into a diet they don't plan it out um, and that's probably why they don't get good results because they just don't have a plan they don't really know what they're doing Um, and I also think the timing of it is so, so important because we all have priorities in our life. I mean, a lot of us are working full time. We have kids, um, you know, we have aging parents that we're taking care of. There's just a lot of competing priorities. Um, and if it's a crazy time in your life, like it just might not be the best time to do a cut. Like, I mean, I've definitely worked with clients where they're on vacation for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a whole month. Um, and it's just not a great time to do a cut and not to say that you can't, be on track with your diet and things like that when you're you know, living a crazy life or you're traveling a ton or something like that, but I think it works best when you are able to focus on the diet um, because there are a lot of things that you need to do as far as effort goes. Um, and you know, having other priorities, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just life. I mean, I think about women who just had a baby when they have a newborn, not a great time to do a diet. Like you are not sleeping. You have like a weird schedule. You have a tiny human that you need to take care of. It's not the time to focus on yourself in the sense that you're going to try to lose weight. So I think that is really, really important as far as just asking yourself, like, is this a good time? Is this a time that? I can devote um, time, energy, effort to, you know, meal prepping and measuring and tracking macros and getting sleep and doing all the things that really um, matter. Um, And personally, like I, Seriously considered doing a cut in the last couple months, just because you know I'm finally in remission, feeling better. I've gained a good 10 pounds through this whole flare, getting on Stellara and everything. And you know, with the summer coming up, I was like, "All right, you know, maybe it's time to do a cut." Um, and I just didn't have it in me. I was like, "I know myself. This is not a good time. Like, the boys are going to be out of school. We have..." 8 million vacations and things going on and I'm just like nah I just don't want to put in the effort so it's just not a good time for me um, so maybe in the fall you know when things are a little bit different then maybe I'll focus on it and of course you know I'm trying to eat healthy I'm still exercising it's not like I'm just like giving up altogether it's just I'm not focusing so closely on my food and fitness and all that because I want to have a fun summer <laughs> I want to drink the drinks and eat the junk and do all that stuff so all that to say really ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Is this a good time for me to cut? Do I have the time? Um, Are there competing priorities? Like what's going on? And it's okay if you delay things and just be in maintenance for however long. Like maintenance is where you wanna be for the majority of your life, but you can still you know, change your body composition in the sense that you're building muscle, you're eating healthy, you're making sure your hormones are healthy. Um, And this is something I work on with one-on-one clients. When they come to me with hormonal imbalance, I am not putting them on a diet. They're staying in maintenance, working on their hormones so just something to consider if like you really want to cut but you don't think it's a good time like work on the hormonal balance work on getting enough good quality food um, into your body so you are healthy enough to lose weight when the time comes so (laughs) number one we got 13 more of these guys I tell you have a lot to say about this okay number two Three and four are things that are really going to set you up for success when it comes to a cut. And I know I've talked a little bit about the nutritional periodization. This is something I go into depth. Um, In my mentorship, but um, these are a few things to consider before you even start a cut So number two is um, that you've done some sort of strength training before you've decided to go into a cut because that's going to give you The best results as far as body composition goals, um, you know, looking tone looking fit, you know Looking lean the look that we all want Um, because if you haven't done any strength training Basically, you're gonna lose fat and then just kind of look skinny fat because there's nothing there to show you're not gonna have the definition in your shoulders you're not gonna have the abs you're not gonna have the booty if there's no muscle there it's not like muscle just comes out of thin air Um, so oftentimes women will bulk before they do any sort of cut and that's all about building muscle and when I say bulk it's not like getting huge and big and all that it's just really really hard for women to gain muscle Um, I mean I spent four solid months, you know, trying to gain muscle. And I think I might've gained maybe four pounds. Um, And my coach at OPEX was like, this is really good. Like you did a really good job. Um, So it's not to say that like, you're just gonna put on like tons of muscle overnight. Actually, it might've been a little bit more than four months. It might've been like five-ish, but still all this to say, it's not like muscle just comes out of thin air um, and it really is hard to gain. So um, just making sure you've done some sort of strength training. And then also when you go into a cut, um, it's gonna be really hard for you to build any sort of muscle because you are in a deficit. So making sure you're maintaining some of that muscle is really, really huge. So the more you have, the better you're gonna look. So making sure you've done some sort of strength training. And you know, during a cut, it's not to say that you can't continue strength training, it's just you wanna put on muscle before you get to that cut. Number three kind of goes hand in hand. Um, So before you cut, making sure you are in some sort of maintenance for four to six months. We could throw a bulk in there too. It's okay if you've been bulking because you can go from a bulk right into a cut. But make sure that your calories are at your total daily energy expenditure for a good four to six months. So if you've been dieting, um, to go into another diet, it's gonna be really hard for you to lose weight. And I mean, if you think about it, like if you're eating, you know, 1500 calories and then drop to 1200 calories to lose weight, where are you going to go from there? You're going to go to 900 calories and then eat nothing? Like, you need to have some sort of wiggle room as far as maintenance goes. And then also being in maintenance, where you want to be most of the year, your body is in a much healthier place as far as hormonal health, thyroid health, your metabolism. Your body is eating and consuming so much more. So, like I said, when you get to a cut, you'll have that much more success. So keep that in mind too and honestly like if you're in the longer your maintenance the better results you're going to have like I've definitely worked with clients where they're in maintenance for like 10 months before we decide to do any sort of cut maybe sometimes even longer um, so just keep that in mind because if you're just rushing through the phases you're just not going to get good results because your metabolism needs time to adjust your body needs time to get used to what you're doing as far as the food and the fitness and the sleep and all that good stuff um number four again setting you up for success um, is making sure that your cut has an end date Um, and this is something that i see a lot with women that they just cut and cut and cut forever um they don't have any sort of um end date so like the finish line keeps getting moved you know what i mean so they're just like five more pounds two more pounds i just want to keep losing and then they're dieting for six months for a year like for their whole lives um, and that's just really hard on the body because being in a calorie deficit that's stressful like your body doesn't want you to under and it wants to make sure it has enough calories so if you're doing that for an extended period of time um, it can just be really really stressful hard on your hormones hard on your thyroid can definitely you know slow your metabolism because you're eating fewer calories so making sure you have a start date and an end date to your cut um, and it's also good as far as motivation goes because a cut is temporary restriction you're Restricting your calories for a temporary um, short period of time. Um, And a cut can be anywhere from I would say eight weeks to 24 weeks. Like the longest cut I would do with somebody is probably about four months. Um, But also like you kind of lose motivation after four months. I mean, four months of restricting your calories and tracking and weighing and measuring and all the things. Um, It's exhausting. So I feel like i personally like the 8 to 12 week mark i think that's kind of like a sweet spot for a lot of people and i always joke i'm like just do like the quick you know like painful route just like go for it um like get it done like don't drag it out because um i just think you get better results um just being all in a hundred percent instead of like dragging it out to like six months of cutting it's just like ugh, it's just so long you know what i mean like you want to be able to live your life you don't want to be like tracking everything and I don't know, but just having an end date. I think that is really, really important as far as motivation goes. Number five. A lot of these guys. Um, hopefully, I don't run out of time before the bus comes. I have Quinn all set up in there. Today is dressed like a scientist day, so he has his clothes. Um, he actually got one of those um, hyper color shirts. Remember those? They're back apparently, but he got one for his birthday, so he's been playing with that. But we thought that would be fun for science day. And then he has a lab coat, and then he has these like nerdy glasses. So he has everything. So he's gonna—he's eating his breakfast right now. And then I was like, get dressed after you're done. And then of course we got to do like the get ready for the bus things. So hopefully I can fit this all in. All right, number five. Um, is don't exclude your favorite foods, um, and this might sound counterintuitive. Like, well, I'm doing a cut and I'm restricting my foods. Of course, I can't have my favorite foods. And no, that is the exact opposite of what you want to do. Um, but like, think about it. When somebody tells you you can't have something, or you know, you're trying to eat clean, so all your favorite foods are off the table. You just want it that much more. You know what I mean? Like, you think about it more. You obsess about it. It becomes stressful not to have those things. Um, so I would say, you know, making sure you you a lot, you know, some calories to your favorite foods. And that's exactly it. That's why tracking macros is so nice uh, because you can have whatever you want. So if you want, you know, ice cream or some chocolate or something like that, plan it into your day, track the macros so you know how much you're having. Um, and this is the thing. It's kind of like, uh, it's like a fuzzy gray area as far as like your favorite foods and those foods that you can't control yourself around. And this is something I talk to about clients. So an example from my life that maybe you guys have heard me talk about is I love peanut M&Ms so much. Peanut M&Ms and granola are the two foods I have no control around. And it is what it is. Like I'm okay with that. I know myself around these foods. I just love them so much. But also practicing moderation is a learned behavior. And I have got so much better over the years that I don't eat like the king size package or the party size package of peanut M&Ms and you know, 24 hours, I'm a lot, lot more in control of what I'm doing. The tracking definitely helps as far as saying, Hey, I'm going to have 20 peanut M&Ms and then I'm done. Um, so like I said, it is a learned behavior. It's something that you need to practice. So if you have those can't control yourself foods, sure, keep those out of the house during a cut, probably not going to be your best friend, but the foods that you like, you kind of like, like for me, I Like ice cream I don't love ice cream Um, I like chocolate I don't love chocolate like I can control myself around those things Um, so keeping that in mind but like not excluding all your favorite foods because then it's gonna be so so hard to be consistent um, because you're gonna be in that all or none space where you're just like eating quote-unquote perfect and having no wiggle room for the fun things Um, and like you just I don't know. I just think like three months of a cut, four months of a cut, just to like restrict all your favorite things, that's just miserable. Like, you want to be able to live your life. um, But of course, like, you got to pay attention to what you're eating if you want to get results. Um, And again, going back to that learned behavior, it's not going to be perfect, and that's okay. Um, And there's going to be times during the cut where maybe you are quote unquote off track, but you know, just get right back on track. But I think knowing that there's certain foods that are your favorites and that you love them, those are okay in having them and planning for them. Like if you're gonna go out for dinner, you know, plan it. Plan it into your day. Like you can still live your life. You just have to be conscious of what you are consuming. All right, number six. (laughs) This is a quick one, thankfully. Hold on, guys. Number six, um, drink half your weight in water each day. And so you guys have probably heard this one a million times, but um, being dehydrated can mask itself for hunger, Um, it definitely, Kills your energy levels, um, but just having enough water can curb cravings, um, can keep you more full, um, and water is just so so good for so many different parts of you know detoxification and cell health and like all those things. Um, so you know, take your body and weight, um, divide that in half, and then drink that much water per day, and that's like a pretty good guideline. And of course, you know, some people need more, some people need less, but I think that's a really good place to start. And I have worked with clients who don't drink enough water. Um, and, um, just that one thing, changing how much water they drink changes their mood, changes their cravings or energy levels or digestion. It's crazy. Like what that can do. So, um, drink up number seven consume high volume foods Um, and this could be another one that you've heard before but um, things like vegetables lean protein um, greens they go a really long way as far as filling you up um, and not adding a lot of calories as far as um, their macros goes and things like that Um, so if you think about it like a big plate of veggies with some lean protein some chicken some fish something like that it is going to be your best friend. So making sure when you're like looking at what to eat that you're adding a lot of that stuff um, onto your plate because it will just fill you up. It gives you like a big bang for your buck. Um, One of my favorite examples is, um, you know, pasta versus like spaghetti squash. Think about how much spaghetti squash you can have for like a little teeny amount of pasta. Um, And of course, the spaghetti squash is probably a whole lot healthier for you as far as nutrients and things like that. Um, But think high volume, like you can eat a lot of it. And especially when you're in a deficit, like you're going to want to make sure you feel full. Like you don't want to feel like you were starving all the time. Um, And then another example, I actually heard this on a podcast the other day. Uh, I thought it was great, but um, so a Krispy Kreme donut, if you took the macros for that and translated it, it would turn out to be like half a cup of rice and like half an avocado. So like the Krispy Kreme and like the whole foods have like the same macros, but thinking about eating a Krispy Kreme, you're gonna be, you're not even gonna be full. (laughs) You're gonna be hungry two seconds later, but then eating, you know, a thing of rice and half an avocado, you're gonna be much more satisfied. So just think about, you know, what you can do as far as eating whole foods, things that come from the earth, um, things that are high volume, and things that are gonna fill you up and really satisfy you. So things with fiber, I think, are really great. Things with protein, um, good quality sources of fat, could be helpful too. All those 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 can add up, but I would say veggies and protein are your best friends during a cut number eight um don't take a super drastic cut right off the bat and i think this is a mistake that people make a lot um that you're just like i want the weight off i'm just gonna cut my calories super duper low i'm gonna eat you know 1200 calories a thousand calories a day um and it's too drastic i mean it's kind of miserable and that's the thing it's like you want a slow and steady Cut. So starting with 100 calories or 150 calories, 200 calories, do it slow and steady. Um, Because if your body responds to that small cut, you're going to want to stay there. You're not going to want to keep cutting calories because the you need to keep cutting calories to get a response from the body. But if the body starts losing, when you only cut you know, 100 or 200 calories, that's great. The goal is to cut as few calories and exercise as little as possible to get some sort of results. And if you cut your calories down to 900 calories a day, um, where do you go from there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you eating 700 calories? Um, so you want to do a slow and steady cut and just see how the body responds. And that's why, again, macros are so helpful because then you know how much you are eating. You are saying I am eating X number of calories and this is happening to my body or this is how my body is changing. Um, And then also doing a drastic cut like you're starving right off the bat it's like horrible you know you're cutting everything out um and that just makes it so hard to stick with the cut um because you're miserable right off the bat you're missing out on fun you hate your life you're tired you're miserable you don't have energy to work out um all the things so i think the slow and steady approach is a lot more reasonable so yeah start with like a five percent cut ten percent cut 15 20 and go from there um and just you know do your best as far as you know sticking with that cut and Seeing how your body responds all right number nine number nine don't be lazy <laughs> this is like yeah it's like a no-dub but this is what I'm saying when um, this needs to come at a time in your life where you have um, like you don't have the competing priorities. Like this cut will be one of the priorities in your life. Um, because you do need to put the effort in. You do need to meal prep. You need to weigh and measure your food. You need to track. You need to get to sleep. Um, you need to do the things to get the results. And that's the thing. Like you can't put in, you know, C plus effort and expect eight plus results from something like this. Um, got that from Carrie Manty. <laughs> She's going to be on the podcast soon. Um, did an inter- interview with her. But I think that's a perfect way to it, to Um, Put it like if you have these expectations that you're gonna lose all these weight, you know, all this weight, you're gonna have abs for the summer, whatever it is, but then you don't put in the work. It's like, well, yeah, of course, like you're not gonna get the results that you want. And then also, I do think macros get a bad rap in the sense, and this is where like the lazy ideas idea comes in is that you know, you can do the whole it fits your macros type thing, and you can eat protein powder and donuts and get them to fit your macros. Um, So, in the sense of don't being lazy, like eat the healthy food, do the meal prep, like don't just rely on protein powder and protein bars and things like that to hit your macros. Like getting those nutrients in, getting those good quality sources of food, they're just gonna benefit your body in such a better way and you're gonna have better results because those healthy foods are gonna be way more filling. Just like I said with the Krispy Kreme example, like getting whole foods is going to satisfy you. You're gonna have way more success. Um, And you know, healthy eating doesn't need to be complicated. And I think everybody thinks you need like a recipe for everything you cook. And like, it needs to be this like big production, like you see on Instagram where somebody has meal prepped everything they're gonna eat for the whole week. And they're in these little containers and they're all spread out on the countertop. You don't need to do that. You don't need to spend four hours on a Sunday meal prepping, but you do need to prep some sort of food. And I would say at a minimum, get the food in the house. I think that's like the hardest part. Um, Grocery delivery, Everybody has grocery delivery, grocery pickup. Um, there's lots of easy ways to get groceries into your house. I'm also a big fan of things like Butcher Box or Thrive Market, things like that, Amazon subscription. Um, these are a great way to make sure you always have healthy foods in the house. So if you haven't set up these things, set them up. It just makes life so much easier. I mean, just having Butcher Box come to our house every other month, like we have all sorts of healthy meats in the house without an issue same with um amazon subscription every single month we're getting you know restocks of our favorite things um and then also you know you don't need to eat the same thing every single day um and i think about my husband he would eat chicken broccoli rice every single day and he loves it and i mean sure some people can do that i'm not a fan of eating the same thing every day i need to mix it up but it doesn't need to be complicated i mean Go to Pinterest, check out my cookbook. A little shout out for my cookbook. Tons of easy recipes in there. If you read the reviews, everyone's like, this is so straightforward and easy. <laughs> And I was like, yes, that's why I made it. Um, Also, I'll share this in the show notes, but I have um, two blog posts. Um, There's 42 ideas for throw together meals and most of those meals require three or four ingredients. Like you are literally throwing them together, but you just need to make sure you have the ingredients in the house. Um, So yeah, just going back to don't being lazy. There are so many easy ways to do it. I try to share as many easy ideas as I can because it just, it doesn't need to be complicated, but you do need to do some sort of work. And I mean, um, even just prepping your protein at the beginning of week, the week, that's what we do a lot of the times. We'll make a big pot of shredded chicken in the Instant Pot. There's nothing easier than that. Um, and then you could add the shredded chicken to a variety of meals. You can mix it with barbecue sauce, buffalo sauce. You can mix it with hummus, pesto, um, salsa. There's a million things that you can do as far as like switching up the variety, but then you could have it on a salad. You can have it in a sandwich. You can have it in a stir-fry um, there's a million million things you can do with shredded chicken but at, at a minimum getting the groceries in the house prepping some sort of protein um, and then just having a handful of ideas that you love and are go-to's um, we also rely on banza pasta or those high um, bean, pro, high protein bean pasta those are great cook up in no time they're high in protein canned tuna canned salmon, um, things like that, beans right now, um, just a lot of like pantry and freezer staples that you can throw together quickly. Um, and then also f- last thing to say on this, and I do have a couple resources that I'll also share in the show notes, but um, having like a simple formula can help you as far as not being lazy. Um, you know, picking a protein, picking um, some veggies, picking maybe a starch and then a fat. And that's basically all you need for the meal. And I have a couple diagrams and images as far as how to plan your plate, um, how to make a power bowl, how to make a power plate. I have things like that. So I'll share those resources, but just having a format. And I mean, you guys know, I've been doing the bean thing for almost three months now, but I pick a protein, I put some beans in there. I pick a vegetable, maybe two vegetables, kind of depends what we have you know, cooked up or what's in the freezer. And then I put some bitchin' sauce on there and that's my meal. And it's, it's easy and wonderful. and. I haven't gotten bored with it yet <laughs> so it doesn't have to be complicated and you don't have to eat the same things over and over but you can't be lazy you, you do need to put in some effort because it's not just going to magically happen C plus effort a plus results got to do the work all right we're coming in for the home stretch here Number 10, which is what I kind of talked about, um, you need to meal prep. And like I said, it doesn't need to be the Instagram display, you know, with 8 million Tupperware containers and everything, um, but you do need to do something. And so I gave the shredded chicken example. That's a great one. I also do sheet pan veggies at the beginning of the week, and I just switch up the veggies. And I pick like three things Um, chop them all up with my amazing chopper, um, put some um, avocado oil, some salt, um, throw them in the oven, and, you know, I make a big batch of them, and that's what I eat. For the week next week i make all the new vegetables something totally different so i'm not getting sick of it um but yeah you don't have to make it complicated make it simple um and get those things in the house i think that's huge but I'm also a fan of Sunday doing a couple of things. Um, And then midweek I'll do a small meal prep. And what I do is just cook dinner on Wednesday night or Thursday night and I just make extras of everything. Like I'll make like an extra thing of rice. I'll make extra veggies. I'll cook up, you know, two or four extra chicken breasts, you know, something like that. Just to get us through the next few days, get us through the weekend. Because yeah, weekends can be really hard for a lot of people, but if you have stuff already prepped in the fridge, it makes life that much easier. So um, could definitely consider the midweek prep number 11 we're getting here guys um, is consume protein with all meals and yes you probably know protein is super duper important but making sure you're getting protein throughout the day is really going to help as far as satisfying you curbing your cravings um filling you up because that's the thing when you are in a calorie deficit um you might be hungry at times you want to pick foods that give you the most bang for your buck as far as satisfaction goes filling you up things like that and then also like spacing out that protein throughout the day will help as far as energy levels go and you know if you're exercising you know trying to increase that calorie deficit you're gonna want to have that energy Um, and then also this is what I tell my one-on-one clients is taking your protein goal and just dividing it by the number of meals that you're eating so for ease say you're eating 100 grams of protein per day you eat four times a day um, each of your meals should be approximately 25 grams of protein so you're getting 25 grams of protein at each meal and at the end of the day you're not like oh crap I have 60 grams of protein you're getting it all in Um, so I think that's really really important as far as um, making sure you're getting enough and then also being in a cut is not the time where your body is building muscle. Like you are really trying to maintain it. Um, So getting enough protein is key. It's very, very important. If you want to get that lean buff tone look, you need to maintain that protein. So getting um, enough. Um, And I typically tell people to take their body weight and multiply it by 0.08. Times one times your body weight. So it kind of depends. You could even do 0.07 depending on um, what your weight is. Um, Because, yeah, if you have a lot of weight to lose and you tell somebody to eat one times their body weight, they're going to be like, I need to eat, you know, 200 grams of protein or something like that. In that case, you could scale it back and do 0.7, 0.8 times your body weight. Makes it a little bit more um, doable. Or if you're somebody who hasn't really eaten protein, um, you don't want to be overwhelmed. So I think doing, you know, 0.7, 0.8 times your body weight is a good starting place. Um, and then as you progress, you know, you get more used to tracking your food eating more protein You could increase um, that amount of protein So don't feel like you need to do it all at once and that's definitely a mistake that I see with a lot of clients that they're like Oh my god, I have 150 grams of protein. Like how am I gonna do that? I was eating 60 grams of protein when I started um, So yeah, don't be afraid to start slow and steady and increase, you know slowly. Um, that's totally fine because Consistency is what wins the game really when it comes to a cut All right, number 12, prioritize sleep. That will definitely make a cut easier because if you've ever had a night of sleep where you have not slept well, the next day your cravings are out of control, like you're craving sugar because you want that quick energy, like you're hungry all day long. Um, And that's because sleep and appetite go hand in hand together. Um, So giving yourself a bedtime, like setting a time, I'm going to bed at 9.30, no excuses. 30 minutes before, start some sort of bedtime routine where you disconnect from blue screens, the TV, you start to wind down, you read a book, you have a mug of tea, whatever you need to do, but really prioritizing feedback, or feedback, prioritizing sleep, um, because it's just gonna help you with so much more as far as blood sugar regulation, your cravings, things like that. And when you're in a cut, the last thing you want is to have crazy cravings, um, blood sugar issues where your energy is dipping and, you know, you're just struggling in the afternoon and then also like poor food choices. Like when you're tired, um, and you're stressed out and things like that, like it's so hard to make good food choices. Um, and also if you're dragging, um, you're not going to want to exercise. You're not going to want to put in the effort there as far as exercise, meal prep, like doing the things that you need to do. So, um, making sure you are sleeping eight hours or more every single night, making it happen. Um, but I really do think that like wind down routine and giving yourself a bedtime is huge it can make all the difference because if you think about ourselves like we're working all day long the kids come home we're making dinner we're cleaning up the kitchen we're getting ready for the next day and then we're like okay body time to go to sleep and like you're expecting so much from your body during the day that when you get to bedtime like the body's still kind of revved up you know so making or taking some time to really wind down um, and get relaxed before you get into bed because yeah sometimes like just all the things that are happening during the day um, you need that wind down time but sleep is essential and all good things happen when you sleep like your body repairs it recovers um, your brain um rests and relaxes and rejuvenates so it's, it's very very important and then of course just helping you make better decisions during the day as far as your diet goes number 13 <laughs> We're almost done. Um, Try intermittent fasting. And I think this could be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, And you know, if you tried intermittent fasting, great, you love it, keep doing it. If you're somebody who's tried it, you haven't liked it, totally fine too. I'm definitely in the middle on if it's for everybody or not. It could be for you, it might not be. But the thing about intermittent fasting is that like, say you eat your breakfast at 10 o'clock or 10.30, 11 o'clock, somewhere in there, or you have like a brunch. You're essentially like skipping that first meal of the day and you're saving your calories for later in the day. It can be really, really helpful um, as far as you know cutting calories or reducing calories, um, but not really making you feel like you are. Um, in the sense that you're just pushing back those calories and it could work really well with your schedule. I mean, for me, some mornings I'm a lunatic running around doing all the things like today I have not eaten breakfast. I might not eat breakfast. It might just be a snack going out the door. Um, kind of depends. Um, but it could really help as far as, um, just being able to restrict your calories in a way that's not going to like change up your day so much. So, you know, basically just skipping breakfast and then starting at lunch and then having dinner. Um, but it just shortens the window that you're eating and could help as far as um, your cut goes Um, so just something to consider while you're cutting although I would point out I wouldn't suggest it's for women who have hormonal issues who have blood sugar issues who are super duper stressed but I also wouldn't suggest a cut for those women Um, so if you're somebody who is struggling with hormonal issues blood sugar issues lots of lots of stress cutting intermittent fasting they're really not not your friend and really you should take the time um to feed your body fuel your body relax your body um so you're not in that you know hormonal thyroid crazy unhappy body stress <laughs> um but yeah um intermittent f- fasting can help um if you are in a position to be in a cut um and you just want to push your calories later in the day and then finally we made it to the end Um, take measurements and progress photos and I think this can be very very key for a cut um, because I think a lot of us just focus on the scale as far as progress goes and that's like you could be making progress but like yeah sure the scales not going down but you could be losing and I think sometimes people will see the scale not go down as much and they'll just quit and you know what if they had waited one more week they would have seen the scale drop Um, so taking measurements when you start your cut taking progress photos when you cut or start the cut Um, and just compare as the weeks go on because you might surprise yourself and you might start seeing those changes that might not necessarily change or translate to the scale Um, so making sure you do that right in the beginning day one so you have that data I think it can be really good and I think that's the thing like a lot of women like they get frustrated they're like I've been dieting for two weeks nothing has happened and you're just like well you probably need to diet or cut for like six weeks or eight weeks um, before you really start to see results and you need to be consistent I mean Consistency is is key at the end of the day, but making sure you have that data um, to keep you motivated and so you can keep track of it as you move through your cut. All right, I am done. This was definitely long. I hope you found it helpful. Um, I will link to a lot of the resources that I mentioned um, because you know a lot of these things can be helpful for your journey. And you know, I mentioned 14 different things to make your cut easier. Some might apply to you, might resonate with you more than others. Um, so definitely, you know, pay attention to those things. You know, seek out the resources and whatnot. And then also, like I said, I'm going to post. Um, some images in my feed, um, which you can also save for reference. Um, that will basically summarize everything that I said. Um, but I hope you guys found this helpful. Um, you know, like I said, cutting is part of a whole nutritional plan. It's not, you know, what you should be doing for all of your life. So, um, just one thing to think about, um, or (laughs) one thing to think about, it was not one thing guys, it was 14 things to think about. Um, but just wanted to point out that, you know, a cut should be, eight to 24 weeks of your life. It should not be your whole life. Um, and it really should be planned into um, your whole year as far as what you're doing. And a quick shout out from my mentorship, it's gonna be starting in September where you can learn exactly a, like how to plan this into your nutritional um, master plan of sorts. Um, but you'll learn about all the different phases of um, body composition change as far as reverse dieting, cutting, bulking, maintenance, all those things. So that's coming out in September. So I'll include a link if you want to sign up for the waitlist to learn more about it. All right, guys, I'm done. Hope you have a great day and yeah, we'll talk soon.